Hey guys, welcome back to the Clash Life Podcast. I just want to start by saying uh, I'm sorry for not putting out an episode for quite a while now. It's been probably close to two months. I've been a a bad podcaster. Uh, I just... Life has gotten crazy over the past few months. Um, There's this whole coronavirus thing going on and I got sick uh, a few weeks ago and lost my voice and at that time I was already self-secluding or or, uh, quarantining rather myself at home and uh, it was a good time to do an episode but I I lost my voice so it didn't make sense to even try to to, to do a podcast episode. Um, So I apologize for not putting anything out, any content in a while. Um, I've also been thinking a lot about what to talk about because I don't, I don't really like to, um, to start the podcast with, without some sort of, um, talking point without a a list of things that are worth talking about in my opinion. Um, so, and I don't have anyone else to talk about the you know cl- about Clash of Clans with on the podcast. So, um, I, I although I've been offered that uh, by some some nice friendly people that I might still consider in the future. But um, but since it's just me on the podcast, it's it's hard sometimes to to come up with ideas for content that I think is worth talking about, or at least that I think is is um, you know. Um, relevant for for this podcast, but um, and the first thing I want to talk about, though, as it pertains to Clash of Clans, is the hero skins that I've been seeing over the past few months. Um, I honestly haven't bought one in a while because I I don't think that they look good. Um, I think honestly, I think that Supercell is overthinking that the whole hero skin. Thing. Um, the latest one is a Grand Warden, like wooden toy theme or something. I don't know. They're they're going way out on a limb trying to come up with stuff. And I really think that all they need to do is just simplify <laughs> their process for making hero skins, and and just improve on the heroes' outfits as they already are. I mean, just change the color of one. And I think it's worth, you know, a, um, buying a, a, a Grand Warden that isn't purple or whatever color he is. I'm kind of colorblind. But a Grand Warden that's a better color, you know, or a, a, any of the heroes that have a, a cooler looking color. Um, because it, we all are already comfortable with that, you know. So they're overthinking it by saying, oh, well, now let's completely change the entire look or or completely change everything that somebody knows about a hero other than their ability um so like i think that they need to simplify their process for making hero skins it's a little too crazy um also i think that the the royal champion i think she is probably she should be next in line to to have a a new skin, a new hero skin, because 
everybody else has already had hero skins, if not one or two, maybe even three, and she hasn't had any. I know she's new to the game, but I think that it would be really cool to see her in a new hero skin, um, hopefully one that isn't way radical and hard to wrap your head around. Um, so <clears throat> there have been a lot of updates. Uh, I believe it's been considered to be the spring update, um, but it's included all kinds of, of changes, um, just like uh, new um, troop levels, new like elixir pump and, and gold pump and dark elixir pump um, levels, all that. There's just been so many new levels to things. And it kind of makes me wonder, are, are these new levels going to continue for all time? I mean, at one point, or at some point, are we going to have, you know, level 30 town halls and level 200 heroes? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy because it seems to it seems it seems like that's the way these upgrades go uh, over time it's just new levels you know and uh at some point i would think either the game is going to be it's going to feel unobtainable for new users or they're going to make it so easy that it's going to devalue um the game itself you know so I don't know. I don't know what to think about all these new levels, but um, for now, I guess uh, they they are kind of cool, and um, I'm I'm <clears throat> upgrading the things that I think are most important. Starting off with like dark elixir pump, because that you know is my source of dark elixir if I'm not up to rating. Um, and then uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was. Super Troops, they are brand new. Um, there's a lot of hype about them or around them, I would I would say. Um, but I haven't been that impressed with the Super Troops. They, they require more space. Um, and so it's like, well, if a regular giant takes up five capacity and the Super Giant takes up 10 capacity, uh, am I better off or just as well off taking two giants instead of one super giant? I mean, it's six. Uh, there's a phrase, uh, six and a half in one hand and half a dozen in the other or six, six in one hand and half a dozen in the other, which is essentially the same thing either way you look at it. Um, so yeah, I don't know I, these super troops. I've heard good things about the wall breakers. Um, I've seen them in action and what wasn't that impressed with them. Um, the super goblins, I've heard that they can take out town halls if you have, say, a CC full of them and if everything works out. Um, so that's an interesting concept. But I'm not that impressed by the super troops. I'm not uh, impressed with how much they cost. They cost way too much dark elixir. 50,000 and 60,000 dark elixir to upgrade a troop for a week. That might make sense for somebody who's maxed on Dark Elixir and has no other use or purpose for it. But for somebody who is using Dark Elixir to upgrade three different kinds of heroes, I don't think that makes sense at all. I mean, I've, I've only been doing it because 
I want to help clanmates out. But otherwise, there's no point to me to upgrade the, these super troops. They need to lower the cost and make them stronger. I just took a quick break because there was a lot of background noise that was starting to happen around me. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, life's been crazy with this coronavirus going around. And, you know, I just want to encourage you guys to appreciate the little things in life, whether it's a good meal or if you have, you know, a wife and kids, you know, just appreciate them, give them an extra hug. Life's kind of crazy right now. And um, I've just been realizing the importance of just appreciating the little things, you know, I, I, that's kind of getting me through right now. Uh, this, this sort of a quarantine that we're all in, but, uh, yeah, um, back to Clash of Clans. Um, I th think that the builder base changes were pretty cool in this last update. They made it so we no longer have to wait for our army to brew or to, to train. Um, and I think that's pretty cool because I know a lot of people aren't that big of a fan of builder base in the first place because, the main reason we all log on for the most part is because we want to play Clash of Clans with our main account and we want to do attacks. We want to do war attacks and things like that um, or even raid. But then, you know, you hop over to Builder Base and it's like, well, what is this accomplishing? What is this? How is this even helping me uh, get through any progress with this game? And it, it doesn't other than gems as far as I can think of. Um, but the fact that they made it easier to do attacks with builder base i think they nailed it they they definitely are accomplishing uh, a big a big time uh goal that i've i would have i didn't think that they would do it i didn't see this coming but it's definitely a pleasant surprise so that's cool and then as i was thinking about that i realized I haven't, I don't think I've shared my builder base attack strategy with you guys. I've got a main one that I've done for several builder hall levels from like builder hall level six to like nine. I, I started doing this and I, I got it from somebody online years ago and I don't know who it was and it doesn't always work, but it's, it's my go-to strategy because it's the most entertaining it's the one that I use. Uh, it, it to me, I I'm engaged with this attack strategy more than any other in builder base. So it's it's the one that I keep coming back to. And what it is is I use uh, probably two thirds, or I'm sorry, two fifths. Uh, I use the Rage Barbarians, and they sort of um, they sort of like uh, trigger the traps whether it's bombs or spring traps or whatever, they, they trigger those. So I sort of sprinkle them in, in waves. And then I also will bring cannon carts and obviously the, the hammer hero guy, I just forgot his name, um, but I bring him and then I, I'll use wall breakers to get through a, a wave or a level or two of walls into the base. Um, but I do, I do them. I, you, you basically, you start off with barbarians, not all of them, just a few. And then you place your, either your wall breakers or your cannon carts. 
and then you continue placing your barbarians and you place your hero and then you continue placing barbarians basically in spurts throughout the attack to just sort of just just to keep them coming through the base in waves and the idea is to hopefully keep your cannon carts alive and your hero alive um a master builder i guess is what he's called um so that's my general go-to builder base attack strategy i also have found that if i'm boosted and i'm using max troops um the the glider hogs or the gliding hogs those ones are really cool they can if you can use them properly what they do is you you send them in they fly right in and they target defenses and they stun the defense for like three or four seconds they stun the defense of buildings and so like the slammer for instance is stunned and it's not crushing your glider hogs when they when they land because it's stunned well that's a super cool ability to have a troop that attacks defenses and stuns them it's really unique and they are actually really strong and powerful i i can't say that i three star with them every time but i three star more with them than any other troop or strategy so to me that's that's a good attack strategy um, and i think i go with all all hog glider army um, and you, you just kind of got to spread them out around the the base you can kind of um sometimes what works is just circling the entire base with them and then other times it's more effective to sort of pinpoint defenses that you know are going to take them out um, sooner if that's an option it just depends on the base but yeah those are those are cool i haven't maxed them out yet so i don't get to do that attack strategy all the time and i also try to save my uh troop boost potions for like war attacks and stuff um but yeah that's that's some builder base uh talk that i haven't really gotten into yet um and then uh the next thing i want to talk about is the fact that i'm doing nine clan war league uh attacks per day right now some some days i'm doing 10 because i'm helping a buddy when he's busy but uh we need him in so i do his attacks if he's busy but yeah i'm doing nine clan war league attacks per day it's going pretty good and the range of town hall is uh, from town hall 13 all the way down to town hall nine and uh it's kind of crazy they're in three clans so i'm go hopping around to each account and scouting each base and building armies for each one and then doing my best to uh, get the, uh, quality attacks in on each account um, every single day for a week it's kind of it's kind of crazy but at the same time um, the reward is is worth the the effort that goes into it and uh, the, you know the reward being medals um, I, I'm a huge fan of medals. To me, they're the most valuable thing in the whole game. They're more valuable than gems. Uh, they're, to me, medals are super valuable. I mean, if you want to advance through the game quickly, you should be in clan war leagues every single month, and you should be getting as many medals as you can by doing quality attacks. Um, 
And that also brings me to the next topic I wanted to talk about, which is using the hammer for your heroes as opposed to using the book for your heroes. So I realized recently, and maybe this is old news to, to uh, some of you more experienced clashers, and I apologize if you hear the dog barking in the background, but um, I realized that since the Archer Queen costs the most Dark Elixir between the Archer Queen and the Barbarian King, it only makes sense to me now to use my hammer on the Archer Queen and use my books on the Barbarian King or the Grand Warden uh, or even the Grand or the, the Royal Champion. Um, since the Archer Queen is the most expensive, why not use the hammer, which costs zero Dark Elixir on her, and then use the book to upgrade, say, the Barbarian King because he costs way less Dark Elixir per upgrade. And since the book requires you have and use the Dark Elixir, it makes more sense to... I mean, you can use the book on the Archer Queen too, obviously, but as far as progressing them, both heroes, um, somewhat evenly, to me, it makes sense to use all of my medals on a hero um, hammer and then use all of my books on uh, well on the barbarian king and then use all my hammers on the archer queen to me that makes the most sense everybody's a little different in the way they view the game and how they want to play it um, i've seen people take their archer queen 5 10 15 levels um, higher than their Barbarian King um, because they want her to be maxed and they don't really care about the uh, the Barbarian King. Uh, I might have mixed that up just now, but the yeah, the Archer Queen, I mean, she, I've seen people take her way further um, in upgrades beyond the Barbarian King, but I, I like to keep them within five levels of each other. Um, I like to upgrade my Archer Queen, say, to level 55, and then bring my Barbarian King from 50 to 55, and then go back to my Archer Queen. I generally focus on her first. She goes up five levels first, then he goes up five levels. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good idea to, if you're going to use the hammer, the hero hammer, on your heroes, I think that you should reserve it for the Archer Queen because she costs the most Dark Elixir. Um, hopefully I didn't rant on too long about that. Um, I had a few other possible talking points like Legend League and things like that. Um, I, I kind of ran out of ideas of things that I wanted to talk about, but I, I just had gone so long without doing a podcast that I was starting to feel bad about it. And if there are, I mean, everybody's quarantined right now for the most part at home and I thought, you know, I should I should put out a podcast for, for anyone who wants something to some sort of content, some sort of something to distract them from from just being stuck at home with nothing to do. So I decided to go ahead and put out another podcast and hopefully I'll I'll do um better at it in the future. Um 
I was just going to say about Legend League, whether or not I think it's worth it to be in Legend League. I've had questions from clanmates that say, you know, is it worth it climbing all the way up there and doing Legend League attacks and staying up there? And I mean, I would just say it's it's pretty difficult to do because you're going to get attacked eight times a day and you're probably going to struggle to get eight attacks in uh, in return. Um, and so it makes it really hard to maintain trophy levels. I will say that the loot reward is pretty good if you get those eight attacks in per day. Um, but you basically, you have to have a lot of time on your hands. And if you're quarantined right now, then you probably do. But if you have a, a nine to five or eight to five job, it's it can be hard to manage those attacks daily. I mean, it's not, sure, the weekends, yeah, it's not hard to get those attacks in, but to get in eight attacks every single day just to maintain or maybe do a little bit of climbing in Legend League, it's pretty tough. Um, now, maybe if you have a really strong base and if you're a really good attacker, someone who can see a base and just instantly say, oh yeah, I know how to three-star this base or at least get a really good percentage two-star, then Legend League might be you know for you. But I would say... You can probably get just as much loot by dropping way down in trophies and raiding um, dead bases. So I might have talked about all this before. I forget, and I don't go back and listen to my podcasts to make sure that I'm not saying the same thing over and over again. So I apologize. But uh, anyways, that's my two cents, and I hope you guys are doing well out there. I hope you're staying healthy, staying home having fun with Clash of Clans, and I hope something I shared today was worth listening to. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, have fun uh, with Clash of Clans, and Clash on. Bye.